It's a football podcast. All right, guys, the NFL season might be over, but man, Safin and Tyler, we got your back here with USA Today Sports Plus. Welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. I'm Safa Dean, joined by our fellow NFL insider, Tyler Dragon, with USA Today Sports Plus. We got a nice little show for you guys today. Uh, Deshaun Watson, we got a little update in, in his uh, off-field saga. Uh, Brian Flores and the NFL continue to uh, butt heads over his lawsuit against the league and uh, the Miami Dolphins, among other teams. But let's start off, Tyler, with, with Aaron Rodgers, the uh, quarterback we know that's not yet retiring or Maybe he might be retiring. I don't like betting against Aaron Rodgers. I don't like betting against Aaron Rodgers, producer Emily. Thank you for the for the ad lib. It's about time we got some of my ad libs in yes, here. We're just please. getting so many of Tyler's, please. right? Yes, I, I like it. I like it much better, actually. It's so, better than LA. <laughs> Tyler, I figured out the song. I figured out the song. It was Dr. Dre. That now, now I forgot the song. California now Love. From the it's Bay California to LA. Love. Come it on, stop it. Don't forget it that is, song. That's it an is anthem. Cali- That's a from the Bay to LA. Every time I hear from the Bay to LA, all I think about is. And the Bay's better than LA. All, all I can say, it, it warms my heart that a Tupac song reminds you of me. It warms my heart, being that he is my favorite. But, like, I don't think it really. Bay's better than LA. <laughs> you see, but, like, I don't think you really enjoy that part of that. Like, I, 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 I'm, thought, I'm thinking of you, yes. But I'm thinking about the ad lib, the great ad lib you said. But see, again, I'm going to think about it. The glass is half full, and I'm going to think about the positive aspect of it. (laughs) And the bass is better than that one. Okay, Emily, you can stop pressing the button now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into Aaron Rodgers, who I think would love to go to the the Bay or L.A. I don't like betting against Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I don't. So Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee as he... Um, has been throughout the season. I think this was his first one this offseason. Every Tuesday. But uh, every Tuesday. he's dropped. He dropped some hints this week on his future. Obviously, you know, he has to uh, definitely re-sign with the Packers or, or give the Packers their final where he's set to be a free agent when the league year starts in March, so a couple weeks. Um, but he dropped some details. He was lobbying for Devontae Adams. Um, you know, he says, you know, he's really aware that Devontae Adams can be eligible for the franchise tag, but he's sure that both sides would like to have a long-term extension done. If it's something more long-term, maybe Aaron Rodgers returns. He also mentioned, um, you know, Tom Clements, who's uh, uh, the new quarterback coach for the Green Bay Packers, um, a guy he worked with in the past already. He's really excited to work with him again. He even said, I owe him so much for my development. So maybe he wants to work with him again. Even uh, even uh, the Packers coach, Matt LaFleur, got some love. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers said that before he won the MVP again, he texted him and said, three years together, two MVPs. That's no coincidence. So um, we'll see how this goes. I think Aaron Rodgers is dropping a couple in, so I think he's leaning towards coming back if, if, if Devontae Adams is in the fold and uh, everything else is working out well and they can get some other players on that offense. But, uh, Tyler, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers and, and his state right here as he enters free agency in a couple weeks? Well, that cleanse that he was on, I, I surely do not want to be on it. You're making yourself vomit and all these types of things. There are a million other cleanses that sound more appealing to me. But regarding, you know, Aaron Rodgers on the football field, I, I have to admit, I'm getting tired of all the extracurricular activities that we are talking about with Aaron Rodgers. I want to talk about him on the football field. And I do think that he is going to be back in Green Bay, you know, 
last offseason, it was all about, you know, making concessions. Uh, the Packers needed to kind of acquiesce to some of his, you know, wants and thoughts. And I think that they are doing that, you know, with star players, you need to have them in the room and be uh, have them be a part of decision making, especially ones of Aaron Rodgers' caliber. That's the same thing Tom Brady uh, had uh, in Tampa Bay. So, you know, he's a four-time MVP. He deserves that type of say uh, with the Packers. And I think the Packers, they're beginning to uh, feel that way. And they're beginning to, you know, let Aaron Rodgers have, you know, some autonomy and some, you know, power and say-so within that organization. And it starts, as you said, Safed, with, Devontae Adams. I, you know, think they're pretty much a package deal. If you do not have Devontae Adams in that team, I don't do not see Aaron Rodgers being in Green Bay. But the good news for uh, the Green Bay Packers, I'm hearing that Devontae Adams is probably going to get franchise tagged and then they're going to try to negotiate a long term deal. So I see him in Green Bay. They're already doing some salary cap gymnastics to try to make, you know, um, room and get some more money for players uh, uh, like Devontae Adams. And I do think Aaron Rodgers will be back and he's going to finish his career out with the Green Bay Packers. I know there's rumblings about the Denver Broncos and several other teams, but I see Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and they're a Super Bowl ready team. Uh, We saw it last year and the year before. They haven't quite been able to get over the hump. But I do feel like he is going to be back in Green Bay. But, you know, they're they're just he's just playing with the narrative at this point. Now, will he or won't he come back? Will he or won't he be in Green Bay? But I think when it's all said and done and does settles, he'll be back in a Green Bay Packers uniform. One of the things that I saw on social media that was really, really funny to me, Tyler, was um, could you imagine if social media existed when Brett Favre was oh, doing his back goodness. and forth with the Packers and the Jets and the Vikings and all that? Like literally the whole NFL cycle revolved around Brett Favre and what he was doing at, in the later stages of his career. And now Aaron Rodgers is taking on that fold. Maybe it's a Green Bay Packer quarterback thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm I think, thankful. To that point, I am thankful social media didn't exist when Michael Jordan was in his prime. Could you imagine? Or even Allen Iverson and his answer. <laughs> like, Thank you. Thank you for social media not being around then. But, yeah, social media is a crazy <laughs> place nowadays, and it's literally 24-7 news. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Aaron Rodgers comes back, and I think there's a couple reasons why. I think, look, he just won his fourth MVP, like you mentioned. Only Peyton Manning has more with five. Um, Aaron Rodgers could very well win another MVP, especially if Tom Brady's not in the league. Um, and I would say, number two, man, he still has to win his second Super Bowl. I mean, look. Winning one Super Bowl is hard enough, but, like, he has the same amount of Super Bowls as Matt Stafford now, um, you know? So I think another Super Bowl would only add to his his cachet as one of the best quarterbacks of our time. You look, Eli Manning has two. Peyton Manning has two. I mean, nobody's catching Brady with seven or eight, excuse me. But, um, you know, that second, even Big Ben has two, right? So, like, even that second one could, could do a little bit more for Aaron Rodgers and his lasting power when we look back on his career. And more importantly than that, look, man, the last two years, the, you know, last season, they were the NFC, the, the Packers were the NFC number one seed. Um, the year before that, they lost to the Bucks in the NFC title game. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, the other running back they have, A.J. Dillon, um, they need a second receiver and or a tight end to really, really throw that offense over the edge. Their defense does a really good job. And I think if you only have to worry about the Rams, like Brady and the Bucks are not going to be 
Um, you know, as we know right now, they're not going to be a contender anymore. Another team is going to come into the mix in the NFC for sure. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to deal with the gauntlet of the AFC with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, all those other guys. So I think Aaron Rodgers knows his best chance to make it in the playoffs and try to get a Super Bowl again is going to have to go through Green Bay. But they really did miss some opportunities the last two years. And if this is the third year that they try to get together and get over the hump and get to the Super Bowl, um, it's going to have to be this year because I don't know how much longer they, this window is going to be open for Green Bay. Yeah, a, a couple things to your points. For, first of all, Tom Brady has seven. Let's not give him one more Super Bowl ring. He only has seven. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, I'm just, Good I, luck, I'm Brady. Just, he, he I'll try to get that, That's you. a whole lot, though, but still. Um, regarding the Packers, I do think they need to shore up their defense. That's been, you know, their Achilles heel the last couple years. And you're right. They do need a, a number two receiver. There was a lot of talk that Odell Beckham Jr. was going to go there before he went to uh, the Rams. Um, he's a free agent again this year. I, I can see um, the Green Bay Packers flirting with uh, OBJ again. Uh, Chris Godwin, they don't have enough money to get him. But could you imagine Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin? Uh, <laughs> There's not enough football. Right, no, not enough football. But I mean, still, I mean, Chris Godwin played with Mike Evans. So uh, they, I can see that the Packers, their first priority, it needs to be, okay, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers in a package. They'll 1A, uh, 1 and 1A, and then shore up that defense. And then through free agency in the draft, you have to get a number two receiver to pair with Devontae Adams because we saw it all last year. If Aaron yeah. Rodgers needed to make a play, he was force-feeding Devontae Adams, similar to what Matthew mm -hmm. Stafford did with Cooper Cup in the fourth quarter in that final drive. So they need a number two receiver. Yeah, that's the biggest hole on their roster, and it's been like that for literally the yeah. last two seasons. And, you know, when 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 you see – the Packers play the last few years, you do see like guys like in Quinnemius St. Brown, I believe I said his name right. Um, who's the other receiver they have? Uh, Veldel mm -hmm. Scantling as well, mm -hmm. right? So like you see the chemistry there with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers playing with those guys the last couple years. The chemistry is there. They understand what he needs from them as receivers for a quarterback in that relationship. Um, but obviously the reliance on Devontae Adams is really, really supreme there. Um, another receiver could do wonders for that team and wonders for the Packers. And I mean, Look, how many games did they win last season? 13 wins, 13 wins. You know, so, like, if you're going to go that much and, and go that hard in the season, I mean, look, the and, and the postseason buy is another story altogether that we can get into with the poor Packers and Titans losing in the first round or the first game they played in the playoffs. But, look, the Packers have everything set. And if Aaron Rodgers continues to play the way he's playing, where he's showing no signs of slowing down, the Packers still have a very, very open window for the Super Bowl. But – they have to walk through that window. They have to walk through it. And if they don't do it, you know, it could be just like the same thing, How you know, what happened with Drew Brees and the Saints, you know, the last couple of years in New Orleans for Drew Brees, you know, they had the game, the loss against the Vikings. There was times where they should have made the Super Bowl and they didn't. And, you know, uh, Drew Brees is in the sunset now. And, you know, hopefully Aaron Rodgers probably doesn't see the same fate. All right, Tyler, another quarterback that we have an update on this offseason so far is Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Houston Texans quarterback who's trying to get out of Houston, but also has 22 civil cases against him that he uh, obviously must deal with this offseason. Uh, earlier this week, a judge ruled in Houston that Watson could face questions under oath in at least some of the 22 civil cases filed against him um, in the past year. 
Uh, they're really trying their best. Well, you know, Watson's uh, legal team to try to have these depositions after April 1st um, so that he wouldn't have to face a trial. Um, but also at the same time, too, I think this really is another delay in, you know, what could happen with him and his stance and his playing career. Um, you know, we saw last season, obviously, Deshaun Watson did not play. Um, and it wasn't because he was suspended or pulled out of, you know, the lineup for, you know, PR reasons or, or appearances and things like that. It's because he doesn't want to play for the Texans. Um, he was eligible to play. Even the Miami Dolphins tried to get the trade for him and were trying to get clearance to see if he could play and uh, would uh, agree to other, other people in the uh, civil cases would agree to settlements to make the way for him. But his case is moving forward. That April 1st date, though, Tyler, does not... Uh, look good for him in the sense that things are not going to be resolved when the free agency window happens in March and the NFL draft happens at the end of April. Um, you know, teams are going to be trying to put their trade packages together, or excuse me, they would want to have a trade package in place and, and to present the Houston Texans with an offer if they did want Deshaun Watson on their team. Um, you know, Tyler, I think we're looking into a, a question here, you know, is Deshaun Watson going to play next season again too? Yeah, you know, this goes without saying, but, you know, the allegations, you know, against him are serious and we should let due process play out. That's first and foremost. So, you know, I want to, you know, preface that before I make my statement, because, you know, on the football field, he's easily a top 10 quarterback. Some people would have him in their top five, but it's just an unfortunate situation all the way around uh, that, you know that the, these things are happening off the field. Um, and there are a lot of quarterback needy teams who need him. Um, as you mentioned, the Miami Dolphins, uh, when they when Brian Flores was the head coach, that was a hot topic. And I know you, you like Tua, you have an affinity for Tua, but Deshaun Watson on that Miami Dolphins team, woo, that they, they would be a force to be reckoned with. That would have been um, something last season when Flores was that, there. That, that is true. But still, <laughs> even this season, he's I don't care if Deshaun Watson hasn't played in two, three years, he's still upgraded over to a tongue of a lower. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Dolphins fans. That's just how I feel. Um I it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. I, obviously, we have no idea what is going to happen in the courtroom in the court of law. Um, but if he is eligible to play and, you know, the legal matters um, are behind him uh, when the season creeps closer, I would love to see him in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And Brian Flores is there. Uh, but with that, with that team, that defense around him, the running back, Najee Harris, that would be a interesting team I, I know there's talk about yeah, you know Steelers need a quarterback real yes bad. I know there's talk about the Panthers and again the the Dolphins still but the Pittsburgh Steelers and that division and you would have Deshaun Watson Joe Burrow Lamar Jackson we won't even mention Baker Mayfield in the same breath but <laughs> that would the AFC North I know you think I talk about AFC North a lot but man that would be a quarterback electric division it wouldn't be a it's a football podcast without tyler mentioning the <laughs> afc north guys this is a weekly occurrence i set him up for it or he set himself for, yeah. up for it, just mentioning the steelers but 
Look, Deshaun Watson, I think his last season that he played, you know, the one where the Texans collapsed really badly in the second half against the Chiefs, you could argue he was the second best quarterback in the league behind um, Patrick Mahomes at that mm-hmm. time. Um, and now, the two, you know, this season and however long he's going to be out, um, definitely do not, you know, help his standing. You know, hopefully he's working out from a football standpoint. But, um, you know, the big thing in this update that happened in court this week was, um, you know, Watson could be questioned under oath on allegations relating to nine of the pending civil cases. Um, and those nine women in those cases um, did not file a criminal complaint against him. But Watson's attorneys argue that they don't want Watson to have to address these nine cases if other cases are looming with criminal charges. So obviously you don't want to put Watson open, him open himself up to, um, you know, potential uh, litigation with his his testimony in the cases that are civil and not criminal. And understandably, his lawyers don't want him to do that because they could lead to charges in the criminal cases. So that's the update we have on Deshaun Watson right now. It seemed like his saga is still going to be going on well past April well past NFL draft and we'll probably revisit again when uh, you're going to see those three weeks in April where there's going to be an update from somebody and then really somebody else telling you, hey, uh, slow your horses here a little bit. There's no reason to trade for him because nobody knows what's going to happen yet um, and nothing is resolved. So let, let me a- ask you a question that nobody knows the answer to <laughs> at this point in time. Let's let's see. I'm ready for some speculation <laughs> on a really serious topic, Tyler. Will, let's will go. Will <laughs> Deshaun Watson play next season i think he will play i think uh it's just a matter of you know does he want to play for the houston texans and that's been a clear cut no for the past year um will the team have any draft picks in 2023 after the 2022 draft to trade for deshaun watson um that's another story too and look i I believe the houston texans still have a a a lottery ticket in watson a a real trading chip i mean you're still gonna have to give up at least three first round picks to get them on top of some other compensation it's just that the teams have it at that point um draft picks obviously have a lot more value now for the 2022 draft in april coming up than they will in uh 2023 but um it's just really going to be how this case unfolds and look man we're talking about april depositions these things can get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back even more who knows maybe even into july august come training camp time and maybe we're still talking about it and maybe deshaun watson still you know kind of swimming in this you know when the season starts so you know there's no guarantee for anything everything has been up in the year much much like as it has been for the past year tyler you know the longer deshaun watson is out i think the less leverage the houston texans have yes they won three draft picks but deshaun watson hasn't played in a year and so the teams aren't going to be so inclined to cough up three first round picks for a quarterback who's been, you know, sitting down and uh, collecting more rust uh, each and every single day. Yes, he's been training, you know, on the side and away from the field, but that is totally different than being in football shape. So I do think the Texans are losing leverage every single day. Um, with that regard, though, I do think to answer my own question, I do think he will be on the field uh, when the 2022 season kicks off. Um, the question is where he will be. I do not believe it will be in Houston. And I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to another topic, a big topic in the NFL. It's been Brian Flores and his um, you know, civil lawsuit, class action lawsuit, excuse me, class action lawsuit against the NFL. 
and four other teams, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Broncos, and recently the Houston Texans after they hired Lovey Smith. Um, you know, and this week alone, Brian Flores has done two more, you know, pretty uh, well-broadcast interviews. He's done one with HBO Sports and Brian Gumbel, and he's also done one with the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall and uh, my good friend Omar Kelly from the Sun- South Florida Sun. We got to get them all here. Uh, Man, yeah, man, he's my guy. We got to bring him on too, <laughs> Brian Flores. We got to get Brian Flores on here too, man. He is making the rounds. Um, he's trying his best to really, you know, position himself and position position his stance and what he hopes to achieve in this lawsuit against the NFL. He really wants to open, you know, the country's eyes and and have it an open court of discrimination that um, black coaches and other minority coaches have faced in the interviewing the hiring and the firing processes um you know of the nfl and um you know another recent take that happened this week is you know um uh some paperwork that he had to sign upon his release or firing from the dolphins that would have um, not only given him the rest of the money from his contract but also you know prevented him from you know suing the nfl and 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 doing these interviews you know um so there's been some back and forth this week between flores and his lawyers and Miami Dolphins themselves, um, who, you know, continue to, you know, deny most of the claims here. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, being here in Miami, Tyler, and I covered the Dolphins for three years. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, I did, okay. I did. Good and uh, I covered uh, three years and all the floors is three years as well down here too. You know, this is a really, really um, interesting lawsuit because, you know, we mentioned this before, you know, I, I'm not sure how Brian Flores can really take his assertions here of, uh, Dolphins owner Steve Ross, you know, wanting to pay him 100K to lose games during the 2019 season uh, for the first pick in the 2020 draft would happen to be Joe Burrow. Um, you know, for him using Bill Belichick's text to say that the Giants already had hired Brian Dable or were going to hire Brian Dable before Brian Flores I mean, interviewed for the job. Even recently, you know, saying accusing the, the Broncos for, you know, showing up uh, an hour late to his interview there and, and looking like they were partying the night before. And then the Texans for hiring Lovey Smith, who, um, you know, may have not been a, a finalist until after the Flores lawsuit came out. And then he just so happened to get the job. So I'm not sure what evidence or how this is going to be presented in court where Flores can really, really, um, you know, accuse the NFL of of racism and and have proof to show that that in court that it's answered and considered proof. But, um, you know, it's a really, really um admirable thing that Flores is trying to do overall and shedding light for the rest of black coaches and hopefully, you know, setting a tone for a different page that black coaches can face when they are interviewing for jobs and potentially lead to hirings. Well, first of all, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that there are racial biases in hiring practices in the NFL. And shoot, you can make the case uh, nationwide there is. And the NFL is just a microcosm of society. Uh, when you have, you know, at, at the start of, um, you know, the hiring cycle, only one black head coach. Now there's a few more, but still, they, there should be a lot more considering that the players on the field are 70 percent black. So, you know, it's common sense to know that what Brian uh, Flores is alleging in his lawsuit is true that, you know, there should be a lot more black head coaches in the National Football League. And the fact that there's only, what, three now, that is a disgrace, uh, like, you know, Warren Moon told me 
uh, recently. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm glad Brian Flores is not a martyr. Um, and he said he did not want to be a martyr when he first, um, you know, dropped this lawsuit. He is with the Pittsburgh Steelers now as what a defensive assistant and a linebackers coach. Um, he's more qualified <laughs> for a, a higher guys. position. Uh, but, yeah. you know, a kudos to Mike Tomlin for, you know, throwing him a bone and giving him an opportunity. Uh, but, facts. you know, you on the other side, you do kind of feel s- sad and disappointed, though, because he he's a head. He should be a head coach in this league. He his resume is better than a lot of head coaches currently in the league. And now he's just relegated to a defensive assistant and a linebackers coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's just the fact with a lot of black coaches in the national football league. Uh, I look at, you know, a coach like Pep Hamilton, who's been a really good uh, quarterback coach. And, you know, he's never got an opportunity. Leslie Frazier, he did a fine job as a head coach and hasn't uh, gotten another opportunity. Uh, Byron Leftwich, uh, he wanted his own GM in uh, Jacksonville. He didn't want to have the GM that was still in place, and they didn't hire him. So, you know, you can look around the National Football League. Aaron, Eric Bieniemy, you can name countless. I got a couple. Yeah, I got yeah. a couple, it, too. We, I, got, I got Raheem yes. Morris. Raheem Morris after lot. the Rams won the Super Bowl. Right. We got Todd Bowles after the defense set. You know, the, the list, the list goes on and on and on. And the, all those coaches deserve an opportunity. It just seems like year in and year out, NFL owners are hiring somebody who had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay or, or the next, you know, offensive genius who's – early thirties or something and not giving an opportunity to a a, a black uh, coach who might've played uh, in the NFL or had experience playing college football. I mean, that's worth something too now and not just the next offensive genius (laughs) that had uh, a a snack or lunch with Sean McVay once upon a time. So I do (laughs) think, uh, you know, what, you know, he is, um, suing the NFL for does have merit, Brian Flores. And it's just, to me, it's going to be a, the real big question is, can you prove it in a court of law? And it's hard to prove racism and racist behavior with, you know, facts and evidence in a court of law. So that is going to be the sticking point when this, um, you know, the court, you know, appearances happen. Yeah, Tyler. It's funny when NFL co- NFL teams need a a coach. They've been uh, they they've 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 climbed up the Sean McVay coaching tree, and we've seen some guys like um, you know Brandon Staley from that from that tree, Matt Lafleur with the Packers, Zach Taylor with the Bengals, and now Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins. Um, you know from from the um, the uh, what's what's the guys the 49ers. Shanahan, from the couch mm-hmm. yeah from the Shanahan tree as well. So the Shanahan tree, the Sean McVay tree. Uh, we've seen some coaches go to the college ranks. We saw Cliff Kingsbury's, you know, with with Arizona Cardinals. Urban Meyer had a cup of coffee, um, you know, maybe with something else poured into it with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then they've been barking up the Bill Belichick tree. And we've seen guys, you know, Josh McDaniels got a new job again, but he didn't want to take the Colts job. 
after being a Broncos coach. Uh, we've seen Matt Patricia flame out in, with Detroit Lions. Um, we've seen Mike, you know, Mike, Mike Vrabel do really, really well with Tennessee Titans. And, you know, behind Vrabel, the most successful coach from that tree has been Brian Flores, honestly. Um, you know, I thought Brian Flores deserved another year because of his track record. He had two winning seasons. Um, they were above 500. The Dolphins just happened to be the lonely team that when the NFL brought out, you know, an extra playoff seed, they have a winning season. They can't make the playoffs, um, you know, and, you know, you know, credit to Brian Flores for the things that he did do in Miami. But also, you know, he was unable to field a really, really good offense in Miami or, you know, a competent offense. that could have got them over the edge. And even at that, they still had a winning record, which is pretty crazy to think of. Um, you know, Brian Flores should have got another year to probably see if he could fix his offense. Um, I don't know if he probably could have. That's another story altogether. But, you know, shout out to Mike Tomlin for throwing Brian Flores a lifeline here. Um, Brian Flores had said he was talking to Mike Tomlin, talking about, you know, where do I go next? What do I do next? You know, Brian Flores said he was going to be coaching his sons, you know, Little League football. And we'll see where he went, you know, goes from there. But uh, the, the opportunity to be the linebackers coach for the Steelers is one that Brian Flores is going to take. And he's going to do really well with. He's going to reunite with Minka Fitzpatrick, Dolphins first round pick in 2019, who they traded to the Steelers. Uh, that should be fun for the people who really know what happened with that situation. But also, I think Devin Bush, man, Devin Bush is a player that I know intimately down here from South Florida. Um, his dad used to play in the NFL. Um, so he's going to take really well to Brian Flores' coaching, I think. And um, look, man, Mike Tomlin has a coach, and he probably learned that that blitz zero defense from, from Brian Flores and you know, put it in his pocket if the Steelers can have a, a quarterback and find a quarterback this season too. But, you know, Brian Flores is a long way to go for this. And I think the biggest thing here is that Flores and his lawyers really, really, really want this trial to be heard in open court. And the NFL contracts and situations, things like that, um, you know, often in cases are dealt in arbitration and behind closed doors and things are not open formatted. And so Flores is really trying to open things up right here by doing all these interviews and things like that. But if they can avoid arbitration, Flores probably has a better way to win this case or to present everything that he wants to present. And if it goes to arbitration, the NFL has, you know, the, the ability to really, really keep things under wraps, which Flores doesn't want to do. Tyler, there's no more football, man. There's no more football. I don't know what kind of football things we're going to talk to, but I know me and you, me and you love the NBA. And we got to enjoy the All-Star game this weekend. Uh, we're not going to talk about how bad the dunk contest was. Every other thing on Saturday was great. But, man, I really love the All-Star game, man. It was cool to see Steph Curry absolutely on fire, reaffirming the fact that he ruined the game of basketball <laughs> with so many three-pointers because he's so wet. But also, man, shout-out to LeBron taking the moment and hitting that game winner as well, Tyler. I know you love that. You're a big LeBron fan just like I am, man. Yeah, the All-Star game was spectacular. And, yeah. I agree with you too. Steph Curry did kind of ruin the uh, game a little bit because it's turning into a three-point <laughs> contest now. And I, I call me old school or whatnot, but I miss back in the day when it used to be just inside-out basketball, layups, dunks, and you go inside, you it's attack the time. basket. Now it's just a three-point shootout new time. all the time. But shout-out to Steph Curry because he's the best shooter that we have all ever seen. And he's a threat as soon as he crosses half court. Uh, that was a, a, an amazing display of, you know, his shooting. And then LeBron proved it once again. He is still the best player in the NBA. I could keep on saying it with that clutch shot at the end to seal the game, that game winner, that fadeaway, that MJ fadeaway. You saw that with MJ in the building. Yeah. You saw that. 
I, that was I, a big I, shot. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you. <clears throat> Keep an eye out for them with those Lakers. I know Anthony Davis is hurt. But in the base better than that. But the Lakers, they're <laughs> gonna make some noise the second half of the season. Tyler, the Lakers the ain't doing nothing, man. Remember, I said this on yes, February twenty yes. third that the Lakers are what, going gonna to be make some noise the in the playoffs, and hey, they might just go to the championship. They might. They're gonna make. They're gonna make. They're gonna make some noise for not making the playoffs. That's what oh, they're, they're gonna, gonna make some make, noise for. Make the playoffs. I know you are the Lakers. You like the Heat. And the Heat are doing pretty good in the East, I'm, but they're I'm not. I'm still doing following that. LeBron. I'm still following LeBron, okay. and like, I mean, what they're going to be the sixth seed at least, or, or something when like you that. You have LeBron in your team, the second best player ever to play basketball. It Listen, doesn't matter about what a seed. It just matters you're in the tournament. That's all that matters. I, I want to say two things okay. or three things. I thought it was really cool the NBA had that 75 year anniversary. Um, it was cool to see all those players come together. Um, you know, it was great to see LeBron. LeBron was really strategic. It was the first time in his career he played with Steph Curry and Giannis Antetokounmpo on the same team. I thought that was really big for LeBron because, look, let's face it, LeBron is in the later stages of his career. His era in the NBA is winding down. It's coming to an end. Um, and I think him playing with Steph and Giannis was uh, just a great – it was great for the game. It was great for his, you know, his three. It was great for fans like us to see. Um, you know, obviously LeBron had a huge torch to co- to, to, to carry, you know, after Kobe. Um, we see him battle with Steph Curry. Steph Curry had the torch. Kawhi had it for a little bit. Durant and Kawhi had no, it for a little bit. Nobody had the torch listen, over LeBron. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, you know who got it over LeBron right now is Giannis. And if you saw how if you saw how sad LeBron and Anthony Davis looked after Giannis by himself beat LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook on the same team, by like 20-something points a couple weeks ago. Um, Giannis won the last title. He's the hottest dude in the league right now. He's the best player in the league right now. Um, I really want to see, as much as I want to see the Lakers make it and as much as I want to see LeBron win another ring, we need a Giannis-Steph Curry finals for the culture. Uh, I mean, I don't know. On February 23rd, remember this right now, too. We're going to replay this back in the offseason when we're watching the NBA Finals, Tyler. First of all, let's not put uh, Russell Westbrook in the big three in L.A. <laughs> he don't belong there. Yeah, <laughs> you, got, you got to learn how to uh, Poor Russell Westbrook. Poor Russell Westbrook. you put him in the same sentence with LeBron and Anthony Davis. One of the best 75 players <laughs> in the NBA can't make a jump yeah, shot. Yeah, I know. Man. You might be a better shooter than Westbrook at this point. but I, I, I am. I, I, I'm a better shooter than a lot of you, players you in the made, NBA, you, by the way, Tyler. Uh, I don't know about that. But uh, you do make it. I'm the brown mamba. You make a compelling uh, the brown that Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now, but I still I'm giving it to LeBron because he knows how to raise that level once playoffs start. But Giannis, I'm, he a Greek freak, and it, he is a monster because nobody can stop him either. But when you got the second best player of all time, goat number two is what I call him. Anything's okay. possible. Anything's possible. My- my favorite thing too was Michael Jordan telling Magic Johnson, "Like, where's your shoes at, man? Lace them up right now. You can go one on one right Michael's now." Michael's always ready, always, always ready, ready to compete. <laughs> My, uh, it was so funny. They were uh, they showed a clip of some of the guys betting in the locker room, and Michael Jordan was at the Daytona 500 earlier in the day. And this dude, it was like the joke. Like MJ saw the players uh, uh, place of bets, and he got on the PJ and got right to Cleveland right. in time for the All Star game. That was funny, too, man. We got to talk a little bit more basketball in this podcast, man. It's a football and basketball podcast. It's offseason. But let's get into a little bit more football stuff. Uh, Tyler, the NFL Combine's coming up next week. 
in Indianapolis. Um, and the start of free agency is going to be coming in the middle of March, too. Um, it's funny, man. The combine is kind of known as like the uh, informal tampering period of, of the NFL. A lot of agents are talking to a lot of teams. Not only are they promoting the rookies that they have in the draft coming up, but, you know, they got some clients that are looking for some new money, too. And it's a lot of time where uh, agents and, and teams are kind of uh, hearing each other out, talking little numbers, saying, hey, on the first day of March, when, when the free agency period opens, we're going to give you a call. Um, so I'm really interested to see how this next week unfolds, Tyler. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people don't know that because it, a, a whole lot of agents are in Indianapolis for the combine. You have all the team executives. So, you know, they're over here breaking bread, trying to make deals. That tampering period really starts uh, when the combine kicks off. And I was looking at the teams with the most, you know, salary cap space. You got your Miami Dolphins, number one. They have a lot of uh, room to grow, but they were a team that nearly made the playoffs last season. Got the Chargers. They need to build around Justin Herbert, number two. The Jaguars. Number four, the AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. They they need to put all their money in the offensive line. (laughs) And to Jesse Bates, too. And to Jesse Bates. Yes, Jesse Bates Uh, needs to be signed. The the New York Jets, they're number five. The Colts. I mean, they have a pretty good defense. What are they going to do at quarterback? We're seeing Carson wins. Probably not going to be there next year. Maybe make a run at one of these uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Jameis Winston, maybe, maybe, maybe. Looking good, looking good for me. Denver Broncos, they're number seven on the list. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. You're gonna keep going down. No, I'm this only naming ten. Only naming ten. Only naming ten because all right, go two more. Go two more. Go two Washington more. Commanders. I still got to get used to saying Washington <laughs> yeah. Commanders. You know, they're, the they're number nine. I, they need to figure out what they're gonna do on offense. Get some more playmakers. So, Probably a, n- a new quarterback too. Um, and mm-hmm. then the Steelers. They're number ten. The thing I'm worried about, Tyler, with with free agency, or not really what I'm worried about, but the thing that people need to know about free agency is like, look, the Dolphins, like you mentioned. $67 million. Chargers, $62 million. Jaguars, $61 million. I mean, like, literally four contracts gets that eaten up like this. Okay, you sign a guy for $15 million. You know, you sign two more for 10 This money gets eaten up really quickly in free agency. So it's not really like a bevy of, of help coming your way. You really have to make use of it. And you can't, you know, overspend on guys. That's really been a problem for some teams, like the Dolphins, um, in recent years. And, uh, you know, you really can't uh, undervalue positions of need that you have because sometimes you're not going to fill that need in the NFL draft. Uh, you ha- if you're hoping to fill it in free agency before you get to the draft so you know what you need. Um, but, yeah, there's some teams that could really, really make some improvements here. Um, we'll see how this goes uh, as we do every NFL offseason, Tyler. It's going to be a lot of chatter, a lot of noise, a lot of people talking about a lot of stuff. Maybe they hear things. Maybe they're true. Maybe they're not. Uh, it's our favorite time in the NFL, and we'll be here every week or every other week. We're still deciding how much we want to talk to you every week, guys. But um, we'll be here to provide it for you on It's a Football Podcast, brought to you by USA Today Sports Plus. Tyler, what you getting into in the next couple of weeks, man? We got some time off. Going to get some vacation, some sun in R&R. What you got going man, on? I'm just going to enjoy the sunshine, enjoy some good food, and, and just relax. Watch the Lakers make the NBA playoffs. <laughs> You're gonna be, you're gonna be making, you're gonna be so upset with your time watching the Lakers. I'm, I'm not gonna be upset. <laughs> well, what, what you getting into? Oh yeah, you going to the combine? 
I'm going to the combine, but I took some time off already. I went to the Kanye West, uh, you know, Donda release here in Miami. I'm a little tired from that. Had some audio issues, but I had a great time, man. Kanye brought out everybody. There was, uh, you know, the Migos came out. Alicia Keys came out and ripped it. Jack Harlow was there. The game showed up. Um, a bunch of other people showed up uh, for this concert. And, man, Kanye is just really taking everybody's money, bro. He's literally taking everybody's money. Merch was like $100 a shirt. $200 for a sweater. The ticket was who's already buying, at least 100 Who's buying a Kanye West shirt or a sweater? You there's probably buy it. There's a lot of hype beasts out here. There's a lot of kids who love the Adidas brand. You know the Yeezy brand, man. Like I, the, Yeezys the Yeezys came out for some, they came out for what, 200 bucks, And they're selling for 800 900 when they first were really hot. Now they're around like 400 now. This man, he's making a lot of money. He's taking a lot of our money too. Man. Speak, speaking of rap music, I'm just waiting for Kendrick Lamar's album to drop. Can that yeah, please man, drop? Definitely, please, definitely. Please. Snoop Dogg's album's please, good please. though. Is Snoop it? Dogg's album's good. I gotta check this out, man. I gotta check this out. You know what's so hard nowadays, man? Me and you, you know, we're in our thirties and stuff, and it's like we we hear these artists that we love. Yeah, all right. You look like you're your twenties. You get that for sure. Um, me and Tyler save age for the record for the podcast. Balls, guys. take news. Uh, <laughs> the bass better than LA. But the thing about these new albums and stuff, man, it's like we're so used to listening to the to the to the older things, the things that we love listening to. So when this new music comes along, we're like, man, what is this? This isn't you know what I'm used to. Take some time to get used to. It takes a couple times to to let it spin and let it be a new song that we like to hear from our our favorite artists, man. So. Got a lot of music to listen to. It's off season time, right? It's off season time, and exact that's exactly what I did to Snoop Dogg's album. It took me a couple, you know, times going through, but now I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. It got that West yeah. Coast feel. You know what I'm talking okay, about? I gotta check that Trust out. Trust me, you won't be. The bass better than that. But hey, the bass, the bass West Coast too. So <laughs> we all in the same. Oh, so family. now, so now, so now the bay is West Coast the bay is too. West but Coast. It's not, it's, Oh, so it's still better than L.A., huh? The West Sea, let, let me break it down to y'all. The West Coast is Washington, Oregon, <laughs> California, Arizona, and Nevada. We call all mm -hmm. those states West Coast. Done. Okay. I, producer Emily disagrees. I can see I... her shaking her head even though her camera isn't on, but that is the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, man. All right, cool. All right, cool. Well, we're going to have some more ad-libs for you coming in this off-season. Uh, we're gearing up for a really big season, guys, uh, for next year. USA Today Sports Plus, we're covering all 32 NFL teams now. Um, check out our website. Please subscribe. Download the USA Today Sports Plus app as well. Um, we want you to fan harder with USA Today Sports Plus. Thanks for listening this week, guys. We'll check in again next week. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.